First John chapter three, verse one. I'm talking to you out of First Corinthians 13, but I want to. My topic is love, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna delve into this. In, in start with First John, it says, "See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us." What a what a statement. You know, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us. The writer here, John, is urging us to get it. Everybody say, I get it. I get it. Or at least we're trying to get it, aren't we? Yeah. That we would even be called beloved. And he says, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called the children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, uh, because it did not know him. You know, this is foreign to, it was foreign to me before I became a Christian. I didn't understand this until I, I, I had encounters with wide awake Christians and I realized there was something I was missing in life and there's something that's available. And uh, who is grateful to God that he revealed himself to you? What a blessing, man. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that God got a hold of you? Alex, isn't it amazing? This is the best. I mean, material things have their place. We, of course, really enjoy our relationships. They're, they're just such a gift to us. And there, there's so many blessings in life. But the, the number one blessing is knowing him. Number one. I mean, I love music. I love art. I love the ocean. I love mountains. I love the desert. And I say I love it because I really appreciate it. You know, and um, uh, the, but there, there's something at the pinnacle of all of it, and it's it's God's love. There's, there's something uh, uh, so it's so rich. God's love. God's love is ignored by the world. It's like whatever that is. You know, even if there is a God, you know, there's just a lot of cynicism, but. We, as believers, uh, need to see how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us. And, and it, in fact, it continues. It says, uh, everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. What is that hope? That the, it's the hope of God's love. It's the hope that we are going to uh, conform to his image, right? And... Um, I want to go to Romans chapter 5. Uh, as I said, I'm on the topic of love. My text will be 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, mainly verse 7. But I just wanted you to see Romans chapter 5 for a minute. And, uh, and, and we'll read verse 1 through 5. In fact, Aiden, how good are you at reading? Uh, you have your Bible with you? Can you read it? All right, this is Aiden Worley. He grew up in the church, and he's a good man, and I'm going to have him read. Um, you can read it off the screen there. It would probably be easier for you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Pastor So Jeff. read Romans 5, 1 through 5. Yeah, you're in trouble in class, so, you better, so here you go. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into the grace in which we stand and we exult in hope of the glory of God. 
And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Preach it, Aiden. That was good. Didn't you do a good job? Thanks, brother. Thank you, man. That was good. That was really good. Good reading. Good verses, huh? And I want you to pay particular attention to tribulation brings about perseverance, proven character, hope. You'd think it'd make you hopeless. No, it makes you hopeful. You go through a thing and you know, I'm going to get through this. And when I do, I'm going to get some good out of it. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to be better for it. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God, read this out loud, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We used to sing this song in King James, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy One that, was, that has given, he's given to us, to us, unto us. Or I, can't, I can't remember all the song, but I, that's why it's good we have the scripture here. Say this with me, the love of God has been poured out within my heart. So this is what I want to get over to you before we just crack the code on verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, 1 John 4, 7 and 8, it says, Beloved, uh, let, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. The one that does not love does not know God, for God is love. That four-word for God is love statement is a biggie. And um, since this is correct, then all the characteristics of love outlined in 1 Corinthians 13 are his characteristics. He is love. We are loved. We are the beloved of God. We are made righteous by his love. We are completely redeemed by his love. We are enabled through the Holy Spirit. As I said in verse 5, the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Just as he loved us, so we get to reflect his characteristics toward others, right? We let the love of the brethren continue, but then we actually go out and we even love our enemies. God loved the world. And so this is revolutionary if we really grasp it. What is love? Love is value. What is love? Love is not dismissive. What is love? It doesn't compete with other people. It values other people. It has concern and empathy for other people. Man, all these weird crimes, it's a lack of empathy. And the Bible says that in the end, because lawlessness or, or, or sinfulness or iniquity is increased, Many people, most people's love will grow cold. So it makes sense to me then that we turn up the temperature here in the church uh, in concerning the love walk in our homes, unto God. Like, I, you know, I don't want to come in and be apathetic toward God. I want my love uh, temperature to be full on, right? On high. 
And, uh, um, you know, I want that for my, my wife, for my kids, for my grandkids. I want that for, uh, as a weapon against all the harshness of the world. Love melts ice. <laughs> Love dissolves barriers. Love is, is the catalyst that faith actually uh, works by. Uh, Galatians 5, 6 says uh, faith works through love. So uh, 1 Corinthians 13, he says, you know, you can speak like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Sir Winston Churchill, you know, or Golda Meir, and, and yet have no, you don't have love. You're just a, a, a sounding like brass, like a tinkling cymbal or like a trash can lid just banging against the other one. Uh, you can be charitable like the Salvation Army, and, and, and if you don't have love, it counts for nothing. You can have faith that moves mountains. You can have insights that are so prophetic you can know the future. But if you don't have love, profits you nothing. But then it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8, love is patient. Love is kind. Boy, we need more patience in the world. Don't, aren't, don't you want me to hurry up and finish this? <laughs> love, <laughs> love is kind. Love is kind. I picked up a salad for my wife at the uh, bread company down the street, and this, this sweet clerk, she opened up the, the sliding door, and she just was a beaming sunshine, just smiling. I just was taken aback by just the, the graciousness on her. Young, young person, you know, and she just, uh, just was pleasant, you know. She had a kindness to her. Don't you appreciate that? And... Um, you know, there's so much harshness in the world, and we've got to fortify ourselves with these uh, these characteristics. We we've got to, we've got to reflect them. We we are loved. We get secure and confident in in that Jesus really loves us and what He did for us. We get astute about that. We learn about that. We get solid on it. We understand the why of it because God wanted Him to. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. The Father sent his son Jesus, and then they sent the Holy Spirit to help us. And we, as followers of Jesus, are called to walk in love. What is love? It's patient. It's kind. What else? What it's not? It's not jealous. It, love does not brag. It's not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. And look at this one. This is the four-point message I have for you tonight. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So uh, did I just read to you 1 John 4, 8 that said God is love? Okay, so then... Is it fair to say all the characteristics in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 8 are uh, attributes of his? Because God is love. So then we can say God is patient. And in fact, there is a lot of scripture uh, and, and even the fact that God is so merciful to the 8 billion people on the earth right now shows how patient he is. God is patient. God is kind. He's kind to ungrateful men. He's kind to ungrateful men. He doesn't go, because he doesn't act unbecomingly. 
Our God is exemplary. He is the epitome of beauty and holiness and honor and integrity and purity and truth and richness and every adjective, positive adjective that could ever be attributed to him. To God be the glory. And we're called to be ambassadors for him and, and actually, you know, embrace these and understand these characteristics and so that we're not just a bunch of sour religious people going through life coping and mad and frustrated and, you know, ticked off and inconsistent. God wants us to line up with his word and um, we can't do it in our own power. But he does want us to yield to him and trust him and develop spiritually and, and, help, and knowing that his enablement is, is, is here with us. Okay, is, let's just do a survey. Do, do you believe there's a God? Do you believe God is love? Because this says it in the Bible. Okay, then do you believe that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself? Do you believe the mystery of the ages is Christ in you, the hope of glory? See, the little kids are right when they say, Jesus, I have Jesus in my heart. And I've heard people get all upset like, oh, oh yeah, well, just leading people to the Lord by saying, asking Jesus in your heart is, in, is incomplete. It's like, well, first of all, who died and made you God, number one? And secondly, secondly, how do you know the motives in people's hearts? None of us know each other's motives. And thirdly, don't diss an attempt to try to lead somebody to the Lord. Make it where it's so complicated you second guess it and you're not sure of your own salvation. It's like, come on. I get it that we shouldn't be superficial or light about anything. I get that, but I, I don't get overly challenging just what the Bible actually teaches, which is in Revelation 3, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Deal with that. It's the phenomenon of Christ in you. It's the mystery that's been hidden from the ages. It's now revealed to the Gentiles. It's revealed to the world. And uh, it's available to all. And so since God is love, and since God now lives in you, didn't I read that to you? Romans 5, 8, that the hope does not disappoint because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It has been poured out within our hearts. It's there. We have a measure of faith. We have a measure of hope. We have a measure of love. These three of, of, abide, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. But now let's, let's look at uh, verse 7. Let's just, in light of the fact that these are things God does, God is patient, he's kind, he's not jealous. Now you say, well, there, God is a jealous God. He, he craves your full attention, but he's not jealous in the mean, harsh, fleshly way that Paul's describing in First. So it's not a contradiction, it's a clarification. God has passion for us, and God is singular, um, but, but God's not jealous like the um, the 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 people in the, all the Disney animated movies that scare all the kids. Uh, what, what was the one? Sleeping Beauty? What, mirror, mirror on the wall. That lady was jealous. Right? That was a wicked depiction of a wicked lady, man. And, uh, but God's not like that. But, uh, but, God, but yet God is, he, he doesn't brag. 
uh, he, he, uh, he, 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 in fact, let's just go to verse 7. He bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now, I'll read this to you in the J.B. Phillips translation. I, lo- I love this. It says, love knows no limit to its endurance, no end to its trust, no fading of its hope. It can outlast anything. It can outlast anything. So I, I, just, I just think that's, that's, that's what I want to talk about tonight. It bears all things. It bears up under sorrows. Um, you've, have you ever heard somebody say, bear up, you know? Man up. And, and love does that. Love will, will cause you not to cave in under pressure. God's love is a buttress. It's a fortification. God's love, they're, they're, it's, they're like I-beams, you know, steel I-beams. This is an I-beam right here. And we, the engineers, in order for us to eliminate the post that was here in this, this engineered building, um, they, they said you've got to get a certain... Uh, level of an I-beam, and this was a very expensive, very heavy I-beam. And it, it's, the construction is, it's flat on the top and the bottom, and then the middle, it, 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 the way that the construction is, it is one of the strongest kind of, uh, of approaches in, in building. I mean, arches are really powerful, and, and they can really support, but I-beams are really amazing. I, I've been trusting this I-beam for about, for about 30 years. I've been hanging out under that I-beam. And, um, and I've been trusting the fact that God has poured love in our hearts. And we actually, you know, we have the ability to do this. Um, John 13, 34 says, A new commandment I give it to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also Love one another. Um, the 20th century says, love one another just as I have loved you. So see, the church needs a revelation of the love of God, of the grace and mercy of God, of the favor of God. And then because we're to love the Lord our God and with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, love our neighbor as ourselves. And we need to understand that we are, we're loved by God. There, there are pockets of Christianity that people don't realize they're loved by God. They're browbeaten under, under difficult teaching and, and uh, harshness. And I mean, the, the underground church and some of these suff- and suffering church and nations that don't allow for Christian freedom, they're paying a price. And you know what keeps them going? They're sure and assured that God loves them. They're so confident in it that it helps them to withstand and overcome all the garbage that, <laughs> that, that they face. So it, it's, it's, th- this is good stuff. And uh, here's what the New American Bible says. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Just as my love has been for you, so must your love be for each other. Say this with me. I'm walking the love walk. See, it's easy to talk it. It's another thing to walk it. And God's called us to uh, really take this to heart and really consider this. 
Now, the amplified version of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, it is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride, it is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. You know, when I first read the Amplified on this, I went, ouch, when I read that. Touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. So it doesn't hold a grudge. It does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. See, we're, our hearts are burdened right now because um, un, injustice and unrighteousness are trying to dominate Western civilization. And we're just trusting God for a revival in the church and harvest amongst the lost because we need it. But it starts right here. Judgment starts in the house of God. and We judge ourselves about this concerning the love walk. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love, or, love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. Can I hear an amen? amen. So we get back to this, and let's look at these points. Let's look at these, these points. Love bears all things. The Greek word is stego, stego, and it means to cover with silence. Love will cover something with silence. It's like to, to roof over, to roof over. Love covers. Uh, I love what it says in Proverbs 10, 12. It says, um, it says, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. Hatred stirs up strife. So it's such a hatred. The devil's a hater. I remember when Bieber won an award and he said, he got, a, he got a trophy and he came out and he went, this is for all the haters. And you know, he walked off. You know, he's like 19, 18 years old. And so this is for all the haters. Love covers all, it covers, it bears. It, 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 it covers a multitude of sins. It's an amazing thing. Um, it, 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 it bears, it, 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 it endures. It's like this I-beam. It, it just can withstand pressure. It can support a cause. See, this is the primary infrastructure of the culture of the kingdom of God. It's love. This is the best part of our marriages. This is the best part of our relationships with our kids. This is the best part of our even dealings with people that we don't, we don't like. It's like, well, yet I'm going to walk in love. And, I'm, and here's what it says by definition. To bear is to carry something on one's person from one place to another. So love will get you where you need to go. Love, it carries something on one's person uh, from one place to another. 
You walk the love walk, you'll get where you need to go. You step out of the love walk, you're going to stagnate and you're going to get stuck. Number two, to cause to move with steadiness, to cause to move with steadiness. So love will cause you to move with steadiness. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, it says, and I love what this says about the love walk because it's just, it's, there's the phrase there, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you, gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Everybody say walk in love. As you walk in love, it's going to open doors for you. As you walk in love, it's going to cause the light of the knowledge of Jesus to shine more intensely through your efforts. People, literally, it's the health of your countenance. People will see Jesus in your face. People will, uh, will recognize you've been with Jesus when you're walking in love. And, when you, and, and walking in love is revolutionary. It, can, it, it literally can change America. It could change Europe. It could change, it could change the Pacific Rim. It can change the African continent. It can change all the islands. It could change every place you name all through the, the, the earth. Uh, the whole earth can be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God in every place. Hallelujah. So everybody say, bears all things. Okay, number two, it believes all things. Now, the Greek word is pastuo, and it means to have faith. It, it, it's, it's love and faith are very close cousins. And um, uh, love, when, when you love, um, it, it's, it's leaning toward um, hopefulness, because it says so in the next part of the verse. Uh, it, it, it has an element of trust. It, it requires honesty, right? True love is the most powerful thing. You know, they're, they, they, they learn to split an atom, and we know that to be powerful. There are lasers that, are, that you could shoot all the way out into space. Those are powerful. You know, there are chemicals that'll burn through metal. They're, they're powerful and all those kinds. Of, there's a lot of powerful things, but nothing like the love of God. It is, it is potent, man. It's powerful. Love uh, you know, and, and this is what was translated uh, in the Amplified. It says, love uh, believes the best uh, of others. So love will help us to um, avoid being judgmental and being critical. That's part of why I'm teaching this. Because... This is where God's leading us as we go forward in all the responsibilities we're about ready to uh, be downloaded with. And so we've got to develop and strengthen ourselves in this because the, the devil and the spirit of the world, they want, the, those, those, the powers involved with that want us to spiral downward away from this because this is most like God and it's most like the original thing God had for humanity. And the devil doesn't want us to do this. Our flesh is not this doesn't necessarily appeal to our flesh. But man, I'm I'm you know I'm going to bear all things. I'm going to believe all things. I'm going to hope all things, and I'm going to endure all things. Now, dare we say that? Because we know God is love, so we could say God is patient, God is kind, and so forth. 
But can, is it right for us to put our names in, in those phrases and say, uh, your name, if your name is Dana or your name is Jana, I just realized that, because uh, there's Jana and there's Dana. Uh, Dana is patient. Jana is kind. I mean, is that okay to say that? Can we dare say that? We can say it because God lives in us, and God is love, and we are, in fact, called to develop the nine fruit of the Spirit, starting with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? And um, I think if we just develop these things, we bring honor to the Lord, we'd we'd have a happier time in our endeavors. I'm just gonna walk in love. Bitterness is ridiculous. When you really get in it, it's terrible. It eats you up. I mean, it literally, I mean, it, it, it'll, it'll give you, you know, it'll burn up your stomach, you know, that kind of thing. It'll just, it'll ravage your thinking, you know, where you can't even enjoy life. And, um, but, but love bears up under sorrows. It, it, it overcomes. It, 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 and it, it'll get you where you need to go. And it believes all things. It, 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 it entrusts itself and its spiritual well-being to a person named Jesus. I'm trusting Jesus for my lifespan. And I, man, I've been at it for a while now, and I have zero regrets. I am so thankful that Jesus came into my life. I mean, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me, being a Christian. Being, being a Jesus follower is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm just so thankful to know him and to have him in my life. And yeah, there are, there are a lot of things barraging us. There are, the, humanity and human existence, is, it, it can be complex. Yeah. And, and, you know, so many things going on. But man, when Jesus is central, doesn't it bring joy to you? Yeah. It hopes all things. Uh, well, let, let me just finish with believes all things. To the pure, all things are pure. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, Believing all things is not gullible, nor is it naive. We need to be wise as serpents, and we need to be harmless as doves. Uh, you know, we, we go into a thing, and we just, I, you know, we're trusting. But we're not gullible. We're, 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 we believe all things, but, and we believe the best, and um, let God take care of the rest. <laughs> And, um, but, but God does not want the church to be gullible. Doesn't want us to be overly um, uh, naive. I mean, it's just not a healthy place to be. We've got to have street smarts. When we, we were youth leaders, we're still youth leaders from all through our ministry. And we have talked to loads of people on their way to college. They grow up in a Christian home, and uh, I've seen people that are developed and got the love, the love of God, and, and so that they're not susceptible to be easily picked off, we felt as pastors like we needed to instill some street smarts into the, into the young people as they were getting ready to go. I remember conversations with people that, now let me just tell you, it, it's not all church out there, Right? And uh, so you walk with your head up, keep your eyes open, you know, uh, watch your back. And 
We talked to him about dating and all kinds of things, you know. And we, so it says, love believes all things. So to the pure, all things are pure. So it, but that is not advocating um, being a pushover, right? And I've shared the story about how because I was responsible over the, the, the mayor had put me in responsibility over the homes here in Chesterfield Valley to make sure we, we coordinated supervision to get their houses cleaned out and back on their feet and get it rebuilt or torn down. And uh, so some people were coming in that had a proposal and they went to city hall with it, got a chalkboard and they were drawing out this plan. And as they were sharing it, my, um, my spiritual Geiger counter went off and I sensed some radioactivity that was not, it was not right. And so I went in just, uh, you know, the city council people and the, those in, in charge asked me to come and because I was representing the homeowners. So I, that's why I was there. I was there on official business. So I sat there and I listened and, and that my inclination to be uh, to believe and to trust um, clashed with the lying that I detected. I detected lying. And it was so strong that I slammed my hands on the table and I stood up and I said, you're liars. And uh, my dad just sat there, you know, and the city council, the ladies, city council people with the notepads and everything, it was like, what's happening? What was happening was deception was clashing with truth. And because I was in that role that the mayor had put me in, there was actually an anointing operating, not only just as a Christian and the pastor of this church, but I was in this role um, watching over the, those homeowners. And I'm telling you, I could tell that this was not right. There was this, you know, this, well, we're going to get these FEMA monies and your insurance monies, and then with it, we're going to be able, it was, it was it, you know, it was a lie. It was a con, it was con artistry. They were, they were grifters. And uh, so love believes all things. Yeah, they, they did research and he said, man, you were right. And we, we've, they've, been, they've been doing this all the way from Kansas City, going down the river, going from town to town, trying to rip people off. And you nailed it, you know. Well, and I thought, you know, I, I, I just went in. Actually, I went in like, man, this is something that's going to be good for the homeowners. You know, and, and man, when I saw that it wasn't, the, you know, my loving heart uh, didn't love that. So listen, the counsel we've given the young people when they've gone away to Mizzou and places like that, part, known for party schools with, you know, with issues, um, they were fortified. First of all, see, this is, this is teaching that helps us to be kind and be patient and be merciful to people and be gentle, right? But not stupid, and not susceptible to being ripped off and being taken advantage of, right? God actually arms us with wisdom. And actually the love walk, when proper, properly understood, will help you to navigate through office conflict, um, marriage issues. It'll help you to work through stuff with neighbors and uh, how to navigate 
in a society that is experiencing heightened uh, divisiveness, you know, heightened uh, uh, hostilities. Well, we go into an election year. Every election year, it gets accentuated. The, our, our differences get accentuated in, in order to create polarity. And, um, but Jesus wants us to home in on his word and realize that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. I've got two more points in two minutes. Love hopes all things. It's elpizo is the Greek word, elpizo. And it means to expect or to be confident. Love expects a blessing. You know, the love relationship I have with my wife, it creates a, a constant expectancy. I don't have expectancy like unrealistic expectations like that. But what I do, because we love each other, I just, I just know good's going to come out of it. I, because I, when I come to church, I know if we do it right, and there's just and we let the love of God be central here, we're going to have uh, good outcomes. The gifts of the Holy Spirit will flow. People will be saved. Bodies will be healed. Lives will be changed. Depression will lift. De demons will flee, right? And on and on and on. And we'll be able to get out of the confines of the oppression the enemy keeps trying to put on us because uh, faith is the substance of the things we hope for. And it's the evidence of the things we don't see. And we are to be it's okay to be hopeful. In fact, I want to encourage you to be ramping up your hopes. Keep your hopes alive. It's part of the, it's synonymous with the love walk. You know, there's so much resistance on this. The devil hates this subject. He does not want us to walk in this. But um, but listen. Um, look at everything in your life. And, 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 and carry hope. Hope is the anchor for your soul. Say this with me. I fix my hope on the living God. Now, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. But now that, that doesn't advocate that we put our hopes on things that are presumptuous and aren't necessarily God's will. I want biblical results, so I want to walk in Bible hope. In Bible hope, comes from reading the scriptures and understanding what we can trust him for and believe for. Hopes all things. With God, all things are possible. I expect God's supernatural power to flow because he loves me and faith works through love. Does that make sense? Last point, four, endures all things. For the staff meeting yesterday, I asked staff members to come up with endurance and perseverance scriptures and we had one two three four five six seven about 15 verses and they were so good you want to hear them come another time because it'll be really good because i'm out of time now let's all stand up on our feet everybody say bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things say love never fails never comes to an end never runs dry See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us.